Folks, welcome into the Crowd Assist Podcast presented by Trainwreck Sports. Wake here with Meerkat and your friend Jake Micah. Got a great show, of course, here, and it's all going to be possible because of our great friends at Outlet Liquor, the place to buy a case. I mentioned a few weekends ago that my parents were going to have a little Wake and his girlfriend are finally home to Buffalo kind of party. Had that. Thanks to Outlet Liquor, everybody had a damn good time. And I know tailgate season, Monday night football, big night coming up. If you need to stock up for that, it is the place to buy a case at George Urban Boulevard in Depew. What's your outlet? Our outlet, of course, is this program right here. And, um, you know, it's, it, it's I, I know I speak for myself and all of Bill's Mafia when I say just the first half of the Rams game took about 10 years off my life. I came back. The hairline was receding even more than I thought it would by now. Thanks, Dad. Uh, I, 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 I'm thrilled with the result. Not a huge fan of how we got there. And we're going to talk about that a little bit. Of course, another no-punt game. But I think the name of the game for the rest of the season is going to be self-inflicted errors. Because that kind of seemed as what held the Bills back from being up possibly two or more scores at halftime. If you look at what they did in that game against the Rams, there's not a whole lot of things to really correct other than not really shooting yourself in the foot. Am I overlooking anything? Is there anything you guys really – I don't want to breeze over that game because, of course, there are things to talk about. But from where I stand, there's not a whole lot of fixing to do with this team. Are you in here, Kat? We're, we're so back. The, the <laughs> random, you found the random fake, No, the random fake ones just paired like 10, 15 minutes later. Yeah. Let's go. Sorry to, sorry to. No, I don't care. No, no, this is the show. This is the show. Good shit, Josh Hart. Let's go. Shout out <laughs> to Mufa, Bluetooth, fake AirPods. <laughs> Sounds like something you would get in like the aisle at Marshall's when you're waiting to check out. I think that's where I th- my uncle maybe got them for me. That's he. Pro- that's probably he's like, oh shit, I need to get Alex a Christmas present. Sees these, bang, 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 bang. These are the AirPods these days. These are AirPods, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> some some contacts for the people watching at home. I was breaking out, panicking before the show. I spent ten minutes looking for my AirPods. I'm hoping I left them at work because I can't find them anywhere. And so I was like, guys, I'm going to need to just like keep myself muted and listen to you through my computer audio so it doesn't play through my mic. And you won't get the little meerkat tidbits here and there, you know, the, the, the stuff I love to throw in. And this is I what don't know like... these, these babies connected. I tried making them connect the past 15 minutes. Nothing. Just heard a beep, lost sound. And I'm like, what's going on? So, <laughs> Mifa connected. Shout out to Mifa. We're, we're so bad, Mifa. guys. Man, man, who's back? Mifa's back. That's who's back right Amazing. now. Let's go. Good Lord. Oh, All right, but, so but, Bills. But Bills, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Rams game, like, there's not a whole lot to fix other than stop putting the ball on the ground and catch the ball when it hits you in the hands, right? Like, like there's not a whole lot that we did wrong, even without Trey White on defense. Go ahead, Mir. Yeah, you brought it up that the first half had you, like, you know, give heart attacks, all that. And, like, it was – anxiety inducing a bit but i still never at one point felt like we were losing control of that game that we ever lost like any momentum because we brought up self-inflicted wounds um the second interception was a little more josh's fault but that first Mm -hmm. one was just like that can be a crusher to teams when your own guy drops the ball into the defender's hands and we bounce right back you brought it up no punts too 
I'm almost okay turning it over if it, instead of you know like instead yeah. of punting the ball, whatever you know, throw it down. Yeah, you go down swing, you're trying to make a play, yeah. you know, like yeah, just go for the home run play. It gets picked off, boom. There's your punt yardage. Used to do yeah. that in Madden. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I'm just I'm willing to live with some bad Josh and Josh Allen interceptions because I think they're just gonna happen his whole career at this point. Like it's it's just who he is. He's gonna take chances when he probably shouldn't. At sometimes that's why we love him. You, you don't get if he doesn't take ridiculous chances we don't get the stiff arm that we've seen probably 378 <laughs> times yeah. at least in our lives at this point from last week so i'm good with that i yeah mirka you you both said everything perfectly because they really like it they felt like it was in never yet yeah, 10 10 never felt worried i was like if they lock it up together they're gonna get a stop and score right away like it never it felt very confident in that happening coming out of the half and that's exactly what they did um, it's funny that we talked about the turnovers before the game wake yeah. last week on the preview and it, they, they literally had the turnovers and it just didn't matter. Like that was not in my mind frame at all. When I saw the turnovers yeah. start piling up, I was like, oh man, here it is. Same old story, you know? And it just, it didn't happen. Now we can talk yeah. about, there's a, there is a discussion that we could have probably not right now about maybe the Rams just aren't as good as they were last year and there's a lot of things that they're that they're going to be yeah. more of an average team than anything else but regardless i don't care who it was against it was still an impressive performance especially in the second half they just controlled mm-hmm. i would say all phases of the game but they haven't need didn't need to punt so the two phases yeah. that they had to do mm-hmm. yeah no i remember um you know there have been games that we've thought in the past were like signature wins on a season uh one being i believe if i'm remembering correctly when rex was here the win against the colts i think we saw we thought that year that that was going to be like oh they're supposed to be like you know a front runner for the afc south front runner for you know the conference in its own right too and then we find out come to find out they're just not a very good football team as the year goes on and and i don't think that the Rams are going, I I think they could self-correct. When you take Von Miller away from a defense, it's going to have some growing pains. They still have a lot of great playmakers on both sides of the ball. They're great at developing the young guys in a similar way to Sean McDermott and Brandon Bean. So I'm not ready to write them off completely quite yet, Um, You know, especially with how weak the NFC is. I still think they're going to be a playoff team. Um, But I I think you guys might be right that uh, this is a win that, there are going to be more impressive ones to come, despite you know the the thwomping, the whomping, the whooping, whatever you want to call it that that we put on in the opening night of this uh, of this NFL season. And I feel like my my Wi-Fi nope, my Wi-Fi is okay, thank Christ. And and you know I feel I feel like we should just move on because a lot of the things that we're going to be talking about in last game are always just going to naturally come into this one. We're not going to need to rely on Christian Benford and Kyer Elam as much as we might have in that Rams game, but how much, it it was basically a 50-50 split between them, right? Like, it's not like, you know, one was in certain situations and one was for another. Like, it was two series on, two series off, and that kind of explains the discrepancy in snap counts between the two, just because Benford was out there for some longer series. Um, But all in all, the Bills have now found themselves with just a ridiculous amount of cornerback depth, which I did not anticipate ever saying that coming into a season when we were down Trey White from week one on. I'm just stunned. Just stunned. Yeah, it's... Holy my pasta. <laughs> it's... <laughs> it was a worry going into the whole, like you said, worry going into the whole offseason, and now it feels like there's a crazy amount of depth. And it was... 
Benford and Elam were impressive enough and Benford, I mean, Benford getting the start as much as they split it down the, down the middle. It's so crazy that, you know, weren't going to imagine that coming out of the draft that the sixth round guy was going to get the start over the first round guy. I don't think anybody would have ever, ever mm -hmm. said that. So it's, it is jarring to see, but I think it's just the amount of faith. Like we wondered why they didn't bring in a vet right away in the off season or even in training camp and everything. Clearly they saw in OTAs right away that Benford had something that they were like, we could work with this no matter what. Cause that yeah. all the Joe Hayden talk and everything else, it never materialized for that reason. Um, but one mm -hmm. of the notes I had was how damn impressive Dane Jackson was like Dane Jackson actually looked like yeah. a legit number two across from Trey white, which I came into the year with doubts. If, if you know, more playing time that he'd be able to, especially, filling in in CB1 where he's doing it right now, if he was going to be able to fill that role. And he looked better than comfortable. He looked like really good and, re and really impactful. And it's just a testament to what this team can do with apparently all, all kinds of talent at the cornerback position. Yeah, you love to see it, especially I think the main thing here, the main takeaway is it's not because Elam's bad. It's just because oh, Brentford yeah. was that ready to step up into the position. And you love to have that depth. Hopefully... I don't know. Hopefully we see what Trey White by by Thanksgiving. Yeah. I um, think you are you the one that said the Packers game you've been thinking about that for the yep. a while. Yeah, I think yeah. that you're you're dead on with that cuz that bye week so fits perfectly. People, so many people thought like we're saying this off season like oh Trey White's going to be ready to go like to start the year and I'm like yeah, guys, you don't come back from that type of injury, and this isn't the type of front office that rushes they don't star do it, players yeah. that have a ton of money locked up in back mm -hmm. like they're gonna take their time with them and it's just great to see Benford step up this offseason because if just going in with Elam and Dane like as the one-two punch I was a little scared with that because my biggest sure. I didn't not like I thought Brentford Benford was gonna uh step up like he did but I just wasn't positive Kyrie Elam was pro ready mm -hmm. and you know maybe we, maybe they just felt like you know Benford was more comfortable right off the bat. He might not, you know, have that ceiling Elam has. I don't think he has it that ceiling at all. Um, but right now, his floor is a lot higher. His floor is a lot higher, and I'm going to talk with food in my mouth just because I, I, I like. I'm, I'm nervous a little bit about Dane Jackson just due to nothing of his own, just because the injury designation he gained today at practice. He did not participate. We're going to talk the injury report real quick. Dane Jackson did not participate at Oliver and Tim Settle. Both did not practice as well. But Quentin Morris and Tommy Doyle both elevated up to full participants. So good to see from them. But, you know, you never love to see an injury pop up on Thursday this late in the week. Of course, we do have that extra day. Monday night game could be good for Dane Jackson coming back. Let's say hypothetically, Dane Jackson doesn't play. How do we feel about, like, in my opinion, if there's any game within the first four weeks of the season, or maybe any season, any game all season long, for Dane Jackson and Trey Waite to both be out, the Tennessee Titans could very well be it. I mean, they have Robert Woods coming off an ACL tear, and Traylon Burks, who was not as pro-ready as some people seem to think. And then other than that, that Nick Westbrook, a keen guy who is like a pure blocking receiver, um, they have him because he is basically a fullback at wideout for Derrick Henry. Um, and then they throw to their tight ends a shit ton and then Dontrell Hilliard. So I'm not, I don't think we haven't seen anything from like Sal Capaccio, Bove, you know, any of the big guys in Bill's media saying that Dane Jackson's in serious danger of missing this game. Mm -hmm. But 
and there's no good timed injury, but this is as best timed as a Dane Jackson injury could be right now. Yeah, like you said, there's no good time injury, but it's well, we're, I think we're okay. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not going to stress over it. You, you mm-hmm. brought it up. Their their wide receivers aren't incredible. I love Traylon Burks coming out. Oh, he, I know you do. I know you do. Mm-hmm. He he looked he looked good. Uh, what I didn't expect was nine targets for Kyle Phillips <laughs> and him. <laughs> you know, like hey, this guy might actually be something. Um, but mm-hmm. I, I believe he's questionable heading into this game too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so you know. Hey, maybe maybe we got a little trade. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Well, and that's another guy that's questionable for them is Christian Fulton at the moment, who's been their number one yeah. corner going into the year. So, like our number mm-hmm. one corner, it's one thing, but we know what they're gonna try to do. Like they're just gonna they're gonna give Derrick Henry thirty touches in this game and try to slow this game down against the Bills and not want that yeah. offense on the field. But without a number one corner and that pass rush didn't look as good as it has in years past in game one at least, um, and let Saquon Barkley get loose for. Uh, I mean. Daniel Jones was not he they didn't trust Daniel Jones at all they the Giants came back in that game running the ball all over the Titans defense and I think the Bills will take advantage of that but if there's backup corners in the game I mean we watched Josh mm-hmm. Allen go after one of the best corners in the league relentlessly in game one he's gonna he is going to take advantage of those weak points and I I think for them like with this, it's going to feel so much different than last week's game but I don't know if the Titans defense and their injuries if they have injuries on that side of the ball, it's going to hurt them way more than any injury on the Bills' side of the ball within the, all the three guys that aren't practicing right now between mm-hmm. Dane Jackson and the defensive tackles. Yeah, I would definitely agree, um, especially because the Titans are just so top-heavy when it comes to defensive talent. Like, if you look at the Bills, like, you know, we, we, are, we have an embarrassment of riches when it comes to defensive depth at every single position. Uh, but, you know, if you look at them, it's like Jeffrey Simmons and Bud Dupree on the defensive line. No Harold Landry, so they're really going to be missing him. And Kevin Byer and Amani Hooker back at safety, you know, two good ball-hawking safeties. A pretty underrated duo, if I if I do say so myself, honestly. I'll give the Titans credit where they're, where they're due. They're my least favorite team in the NFL, but I, would, I will give them credit where it's due. Um, but, you know, and then Christian Fulton, but he's on a rookie contract, and he's still their most experienced corner. Like, he's their number one corner, and I think he's on his final year of his rookie deal, if I'm not mistaken. Um... I and and who was that guy Caleb um, Caleb Barley the guy the guy yep. who they drafted last year that you know I know Meerkat you and I were both pretty high on but he because of that injury has had a pretty tough time adjusting to the NFL um, it's just there 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 are just matchups absolutely everywhere where we'll be able to take advantage of them Stefan Diggs on inexperienced corners you know Saquon Barkley last week he had like the most time before contact or yards before contact than any other player in the NFL, if I'm not mistaken. And he had a few plays where he went like eight or 13 yards completely untouched. Like this could be, I, I, I my first thought was this is going to be a game for the running backs, but you look at the corners, we're going to be able to get it done that way as well. I don't want to come in too overconfident, but I just failed to see a formula for the Titans to stop the Bills offense consistently. Like they have some guys who can make flash plays, you know, get it done in a moment, maybe get a good like momentum swing right before the half, get a big sack or something. But it's just they don't have they don't have the depth to really do it consistently. 
So my biggest worry is not the secondary, it's the pass rush with Jeffrey Simmons and sure. Bud Dupree. And, you know, mm-hmm. th- those guys combined for three sacks and a forced fumble last week. And that's one thing we've seen even during Josh Allen's reign of terror the past couple of years um, mm-hmm. that stifled him a bit. You know, when he's got a, a pass rusher who's causing him fits right off the bat in a game he can't seem to get away from. I mean, perfect example is the Jaguars game last year with Josh Allen. And not saying <laughs> Jeffrey Simmons is that level of guy, but he can be. And yeah, I feel like the Titans always have one guy who's a thorn in our side. These, you know, the losses mm-hmm. we've had to him over the past since we've been Josh Allen era. I was going to say since we've been good, but I'm just going to call it the Josh Allen era. It's and, called what it is. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And I don't see that thorn being Derrick Henry anymore. Um, I think it was Degenerate Al or somebody sent a tweet to one of our group chats today about like the Derrick Henry regression. And it's like, it's real. Running backs hit me. that wall. It was me. I'm oh, right oh, here. Oh, that was you. Okay. So yeah. shout out Wake. I thought it was Degenerate Al for some reason. Shout out to Wake. It, it's all too real. Like, Meerkat you know, sees too many tweets a, a day. They just all mesh together <laughs> in his brain. My brain is, it's bad. It's bad. Um, if, it's, if it's mashed potatoes could be like a, like a Twitter feed. That's my brain. KFC um, mashed potatoes. They're, yeah, they're not mashed bad. potato like Twitter part. feed. Yeah. That's my brain. Um, <laughs> but Simmons looked incredible week one. He looked like a disruptor. He could have had more than two sacks. He was in the backfield. All He looked like Von Miller did for the Pills against the Rams in that game. Yeah. And Josh Allen showed his athleticism week one. He showed he could still throw the stiff arm. He showed he's going to still lower the shoulder um, despite, you know, now being the, you know, quarter billion dollar man. But, uh, <laughs> I don't know. I, I'm not too yeah. worried about it, guys. I, that's the one thing that's, you know, keeping me up at night a little bit. But still, I, I feel so Just good a little. last week. Yeah. I'm, yeah, I'm not worried at all, really. Like, I'm very confident in all, all phases of them going into it. I'm The thing I'm most excited to see, matchup, not even matchup-wise, but just what Ken Dorsey is going to look like game to game. Like if the, how yeah. multiple this offense is going to be, is it going to be a brand new game plan going into game two? Cause I kind of feel like it could be like, I feel like yeah, I do, I do last, last week was set up to just attack the Rams, like attack their weak points. And I would love to, I'm just very interested to see schematically what they do to attack this team. Cause they brought out all the toys, all the different formations, everything, the power run game that we've been waiting to see outside it, it looked like a it looked like a shanahan mcveigh offense like they it looks it like did. he was running it against him and mm-hmm. i don't know if that's what it's going to be or if it's going to be just we're going to attack you whatever way we do because we have all these options and either way is exciting to me yeah the the defense last week allowed seven yards a carry over 400 yards to a giants team that is overall not as talented Saquon's as Buffalo back, Bills offense. Saquon is back, allegedly though. back See, I was big on the Saquon's back train, like for fantasy this year. Didn't get him in a single league, and now I wish I did because I'd sell high on him because everybody thinks Saquon's back, oh, yeah. and I'm just like, mm. I'm a big Saquon Mark, so I'm always, I yeah. will always there will be biased opinions about Saquon Barkley on this podcast all year long. <laughs> just, just fair warning. Okay. I'm a Penn State guy, so so kind of same, kind of yeah. same. Love the guy. Shout out to Hunt Dotson. Shout him out. too very very biased Jahan Dotson takes he's a stunt uh, we all saw yeah. that too lock it yeah, in Trace McSorley Trace McSorley uh banger, banger it, YouTube song yeah Cortland Sutton <laughs> all the all all the Nittany Lions all the Nittany Lions um 
But moving to the the offensive side of the ball, because I feel like we're pretty confident that the Bills can hang 35 on this team. Like, I feel like that's, you know, we feel pretty good about that. Mm-hmm. But for some reason, we always seem to have trouble stopping the Titans, whether it's holds on long Derrick Henry runs, which they still happen. Okay, whatever. Yeah, it's going to happen at some point. It's yep. going to happen, whatever. Um, but this Derrick Henry regression, it, it makes me really, really think that this could be the time where... You know, they're not going to be able to rely on him 100% of the time. Uh, I think it's kind of in the players' heads after drafting Malik Willis in, you know, whatever round they did that, all right, they are starting to think that this offense is not the offense that's going to get it done for this football team. You know, I think Ryan Tannehill is going to start to kind of crack under the pressure, even though that's already what he does for a living anyways. Ryan Tannehill. Um, I just, I, and what excites me the most about this is last week, we had Von Miller on Joe Noteboom, inexperienced left tackle. Now, of course, they have Taylor Luan, very experienced left tackle, but on the opposite experience side of the line. Experience with injecting PDs into his ass. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. Boom. Roasted. Nice. Other nice. side of the defensive line is a third-round rookie who was actually the highest-graded rookie tackle in week one. But I feel like we're just going to keep throwing Von on the most inexperienced guy on the line, no matter where he is. And again, this time it's on the outside. So Nicholas Petit Pierre must be French Canadian. I don't know. He should play, be playing little for the brother. Hab. That's what Nicholas Little Brother, Ohio State University. Love the name. Petit Frere really? is little brother. Yep. Really? That's my high school French class coming out in the work. Use wow. it in real life for the first time. I mean, his name is Petit in it, and he's an offensive tackle. That just it's not ideal. Right. Yeah. It's like jumbo. Shrimp. Not ideal. Yeah. I know. <laughs> But John yeah, Shrimp I mean, would be a hell of a running back. <laughs> Jumbo Shrimp. That's a great. That would be a great running back name. That would oh be a God. really good running back name. My dad loves when there's um like it seems like the Steelers always have like really really Polish guys. Like right now they have Gunnar oh, Olszewski, and mm-hmm. he's just like that's a football name right there. My dad always <laughs> says whenever he sees a Polish guy. <laughs> um, but yeah. Von Miller's gonna wreak fucking havoc on this guy. Who says he doesn't get two more two more sacks this game? I mean, I was so happy. I've been waiting so happy. Like the second that Von Miller got signed, like just my my serotonin levels have been raised permanently for for the amount of time. And then seeing him be able to do what he was able to do, I mean, I'm not worried. The 33 year old thing doesn't even matter to me at this point because I just think he's a freak. I think he's gonna be doing this at like 38 still because he's just yep. a freak athlete. Um, it was so refreshing to see and it just feels like um i think it was bruce nolan has a nice little article about the the defensive line on sb nation right now where it feels like it's five years in the making they've been trying to just get a dominant defensive line i mean this team has made countless countless moves to try to make this line formidable and here we are where it's it looked terrifying it looked terrifying mm-hmm. i mean the, even even the times they did seven sacks is crazy at one anyways but even the times they didn't get to stafford you could tell it was in his head the whole time because they were yeah. getting good pressure and also even when they weren't he was rushing play he didn't really get to take shots down the field at all and, and in that game at all and it's kind of the best case scenario of what i think all three of us have talked about at various points about what we expected from this d-line and how it could help that secondary and everything else so it was it was glorious. It's my favorite thing in football <laughs> is a great pass rush, and I feel like we oh my finally God. have that. It's it's majestic at times. Like really Jordan Field's spin move. Oh my God. Just poetry emotion. 
Oh, me okay, you oh, mean the point you you know the point you, you brought up about Bruce's article and how this has been years <laughs> in the making. I mean, we've seen this team invest so much early draft capital um, into the defensive line the past four or five years, and it had never truly paid off yet. You know, it's been solid, especially last year, big step up, but still never truly paid off. Then you bring back, you know, Shaq Lawson, Jordan Phillips, guys like that for depth. But you make the big splash move for the premier guy, the final piece to the puzzle with Von Miller, which it feels like they've been, you know, a bit gun shy to do. They're just like, let's just keep drafting these guys, including obviously last year drafting too. Um, so it's just nice. It's paying off. It feels like that was the final piece, but I don't want it to be reliant. Um, yes. Solely on Von Miller. There's going to be a regression at some point in the next few years, and it's a bit scary to think about, but we need, you know, Russo or Basham or Epinesi even to develop into, like, their own sort of monstrosity that or unless we're just planning on completely wiping the slate in, like, three, four years. <laughs> yeah, and this is just another great week for them to build on it, another great week for more guys to get involved because Ryan Tannehill... Not to say he is like Matt Stafford in any way other than the fact that they have the same title, uh, but he also isn't awful when he's getting blitzed. He's actually worse when he's not getting blitzed. It's it's actually kind of nuts. He's a, he's a, it, yeah, it, don't, 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 don't ask me how that works out, but with Ryan Tannehill, he makes it work. And he's also just one of the most sackable guys out there. He was sacked 47 times last year. Over his career, he's been sacked on 7% of his dropbacks. And, I mean, this is just a great opportunity. Coming off a game with seven sacks from four different players, just find more ways to get it done without actually blitzing. More pressure with four against this offensive line. I think they're a little better than the one that the Rams have. So it's going to be a good test for them, and I'm excited to watch them get to work. They also ran, Joe Biscali had this stat, 92% zone defense last week. 92%. That is fucking crazy. And I don't, again, don't know if that's a thing that's going to be all season or is just the way that they thought that they could defend better against the Rams I'm assuming we'll definitely see more man this week just because of the run the way the run defense they're going to sell more out to the run and and live in man more of those situations but man that's and that's just like year after year of the on that back end those guys the familiarity and everything that Hyde and Poyer and and Dane Jackson at this point and then obviously Tremaine and Milano have a huge huge role in their pass defense but 92% 92% and that you can only do that with the kind of work you're talking about with the pass rush too. So it's, it's scary. I, I'm scared. I'm scared for the rest of the league watching because everybody get, Josh Allen gets all the hype as he should, but this defense could be the, be, be the better unit on this team. I don't think that that's, I honestly believe that at this point and because they have been for most of these years, even if the offense gets the flash and that's the more terrifying mm-hmm. thing for the rest of the league than anything else. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I'm excited to see how the defensive line performs against a pretty good Titans line this week. But I'm most not excited, but intrigued to see how would they do anything, how they use the James Cook, James Mm -hmm. Cooks, Uh, Mm -hmm. because it's just like. I don't know. I got the running back room completely wrong week one. I'm like, Zach Moss <laughs> yeah, right. touched the ball two times in this game. Zach Moss comes out, has 12 touches. At one point, I thought was going to be the lead back for the game. Singletary looked great, which we love to see RB1. Um, but 
Cook just had his fumble, first touch, and then yeah, nothing. Which mm-hmm. you hate to see it, but I don't want Sean McDermott to become like a Bill Belichick type, where it's like you fumble, you're in the shit house for you know, like, until the, you're the rest of your career. Like, give this guy a chance. Everyone's super excited to see what he can do. His limited touches we saw in the preseason, like he looked electric with the ball. So I want to yeah. see how Cook is used this week, and I want to see him used. I don't want mm-hmm. McDermott to turn into this guy. Yeah, I don't think he will. Um, I, I don't I think he will. Yeah. Yeah. No. Like I was, I was hoping we would see him more in the game after that, but mm. also at the same time, I kind of knew, like, yeah, yeah, he, he's yeah. about to learn. He's learning his first lesson in the National Football League right now. Is is the quickest way to the bench is coughing up the football. Um, but I think this is a great opportunity for a get right game, as we as we talked about, like just th- this this Titans run defense is just I- I- incredibly underwhelming. Um, and it, it let a guy who a lot of people wrote off in the NFL and Saquon Barkley just look like, you know, freshman year of college himself, like just out of nowhere again. So um, I think that maybe we'll see more of them in passing down situations instead of running it. Maybe they'll try to get him involved in the way that Zach Moss was more used last week because you brought it up. He was actually a top 10 running back in terms of like percent target share from their team, which is ridiculous for Zach Moss because coming out of college, even pass catching was not something that he was really, really known for. He said he made guys make business decisions and then people fell in love with him because we all thought he was just going to be a battering ram. You're not quite Mike Tolbert, but he looks better than he did last year. Like Zach Moss might be the early favorite for most improved on this football team right now. Yeah, I wasn't expecting the I was not expecting the role like Meerkat said. I was expecting him to be the distant third guy, even if he got into the playing time. Um, he does look he does look quicker though, and he looks leaner than he did last year, definitely. I wonder how much those injuries so. hurt his training and everything else last year. But there was definitely a little bit more of a burst and everything else. And maybe that's what they told him. Like everybody's gonna get used in this passing game. So if you want to survive, like you're gonna have yeah. to make plays out of it too. Um, it is good to see, though. It is encouraging to see them giving him that trust because it's a guy that I I, I always have high hopes for the running backs, love the running backs, and and did think that he is going – I'm a little disappointed at where he's at in his career right now. Um, but they clearly still have the trust in him. But, they, I mean, he also fumbled at the end of that game too. So we might just see Devin Singletary with 75% of the snaps this week because they're like, we are not letting – and Singletary is a guy who has fumbled troubles too. But um, at least based on last week, he's the only one that didn't put the ball on the ground. So – and speaking of that, I would be okay with that because you want to talk about a guy that looked quicker, looked stronger, looked leaner, everything. Devin Singletary, he looked like a, to him. Yeah, he looked like a bell cow. He looked like someone that you could count on three downs and pass catching. Just like that was a times, new motor. How many times he was just like he saw a safety and was like, "I'm not going to try to juke this dude. I'm just going to put my head down and you're going three more yards with me down the field." Like it was every single time, and it was just that drive, like. Probably being pushed by two running backs all offseason helps that too. But just he sure. looked like a different guy and looked more confident ever in his role uh, in that game. And that's really encouraging to see. It's probably for fantasy owners all over the world too. <laughs> yeah, seriously. I know I know. in my guillotine league, someone's rolling out Zach Moss this week. Um, oh. And another person paid like $30 on the fab budget for Devin Singletary. Like both Bills running backs are going to be confidently used in a guillotine league this week. Which, when the only goal of that league is to not be the worst, that's a lot of faith to have in a Bills running back. To be completely honest with you, because it just—you can never tell. It's almost Belichickian. You never quite know how exactly they're going to be used any given point. day. 
Um, you know, it wouldn't shock me if we had three games this year where James Cook was our lead lead back or, you know, just highest producing running back. You know, it's going to be difficult to predict, but that's what's good about this offense is it's going to be so difficult to predict how they get it done. And I'm excited to see it. We'll talk more about this game on Monday night when we do our pregame show about an hour before game time starts. So we'll probably be going live around 6 p.m. Can't wait. But first... We got Thursday Night Football tonight, and we know Jenner Danger Zone is going alive with a no-runs first inning around 7.40, 7.45, so we do want to get out of here so they can get going. First, we'll get some picks here for Thursday Night Football. Kansas City Chiefs versus the LA Rams. First of all, it being on Amazon Prime, at first I was okay with it because I know how to use it. Like, I'm, I'm like, okay, I can still watch the game. I'm fine with it. But, like, I know my dad's about to call me and be like, hey, where's this game? I was really excited to watch it. And I'll be like, Dad, do you have Amazon Prime? He was like, um, yeah, nope. but why do I need free shipping? Oh, father, no. So, RIP to anybody whose parents are about to call them in the next 30, 45 minutes. And also, RIP to the Chiefs, because I think the Chargers win this one even without Keenan Allen. They came so close to beating the Chiefs in the past few years, despite three turnovers within the five in one game. And that game, I believe, went to overtime, too. Or there was another one that went to overtime, maybe. These games with the Chiefs and Chargers always blur together because the Chargers look like they deserve to win, and they don't. And I think this is finally the time where they get it done. And I also like the under. I'm going Chargers and the under in this game. Divisional games on Thursday Night Football in the past 10 years, I believe, 9-0 and on the under. Mm. Or in the last couple of years, 9-0 and on the under. So I like the under 53 and a half here and love the Chargers to take this one tonight. Meerkat, how do you feel about this one? So I love the under with you. I have it teased, but I don't have it teased with the Chargers. I have it oh, teased no. with the Chiefs money line oh. for a bit of plus money there. Mm. It makes me sick taking the Chiefs, but I, just, I'm, I'm, this is kind of an overreaction. I, I'm throwing away the, the history books here. And <laughs> when I look at week one, I look at the Chargers, who Justin Herbert looked great, but the Chargers still struggled. The Chargers barely beat the Raiders, who had five turnovers. You know who's not going to turn the ball over five times is Patrick Mahomes. You're not going to get that. And what did the Chiefs do? People, there were a lot, there was a lot of the percentage of bets on the Cardinals last week, spread and money line, which is. I didn't get that. I did not get that. Absolutely a shithouse, though. It was so quick, too. It was so smooth. Like, (laughs) right off the bat, their offense, everyone's like, How is the Chiefs' offense going to be without Tyreek? It's the same exact offense. It's fine. It was honestly almost better, it looked like. Yeah, the Cardinals, they don't focus on that. The one guy you can focus on in that offense now is Travis Kelsey, and good luck trying to fucking single him out. Good luck trying to get him. Stop by a regular double team with your little five foot ten safety. Yeah, not happening. <laughs> um, I I don't know. It's weird. I just I, I'm oddly confident in the Chiefs tonight, but the under is. I like that stat you brought up, Wake. I'm on it because very 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 public heavy over tonight. Yeah, everyone mm-hmm. just sees Chiefs Chargers. There's going to be 80 points scored, which I would love. If there could be scored as a football me in the Trainwreck yeah. Fantasy League. My triple Chiefs stack leading me to, leading me to the number one overall seed right now. So through week hey. one, I'm not going to brag about it. Yeah. <laughs> Except I did, but you just I'll, did. I'll, yeah, I'll okay. eat my own words. <laughs> Micah, you got a minute I, I, here. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, I'll go quick. I'm I'm down with the under. I'm with that too. I think that I, I think Let's that go. part of it is going to be mm-hmm. that 
I'm in the, it's the biggest unknown. It's also why I'm taking the Chargers points. But if I had to take the money line, I'm picking the Chiefs to win this game. And that's a terrible way to bet a game. But I already put the bet on the Chargers. <laughs> but I do think the Chargers keep it close or backdoor it. And because of the biggest unknown I want to see with the Chiefs is playing against Joey Bosa. Yeah. And, Khalil, and Mack. Khalil Mack. Because we saw Khalil Mack be a game wrecker against the Raiders. And I feel like it's, it can happen very easily tonight and have Mahomes in hell. And he's going to get his drives. He's going to get his points. But at least make it make it difficult enough. But I'm with you, Meerkat. That offense was still like, especially in the second half, slowed down a bit. Um, and just, yeah, I, I'm not as confident. And, and the Chargers are having trouble closing games again. So I do think the, the Chiefs pull it out. But I think it's a backdoor 28-25 win. Mm, all right. See, now all my parlays would hit because I have the Chargers plus four and a half in the under, and then I just have it watered down, giving the Chargers a little bit more points on the underdog and then making the total a little bit higher. So we'll see how that goes. I'll tweet out my parlays in a little bit because I think I, I, think I figured out this whole betting thing. Um, but you know who else has? Degenerate Danger Zone. They're about to be live with a no-runs first inning for a baseball game they can't watch, which is psychotic to me. Um, but nonetheless, I'll take that up with Degenerate Al myself. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in. For myself, Micah, Meerkat, Outlet Liquor, all of Trainwreck Sports, we will see you for Monday Night Football. Do, 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 do.